Corsair's getting into the standing desk game. We finally know how AMD cools that new X3D mobile chip and... What the heck is this, Sony? What the heck? Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast this Thursday, August 24th, 2023. Can we get a big old happy birthday, Kyler? Ayo! Happy birthday, big boy! How's it feel to finally age out of having health insurance and now I have to provide it for you as a company? It's mortifying. Hey, yo, growing up as an adult is super exciting and growing up in getting things wrong on hot news and saying things that you didn't mean to say and having to correct it is something this guy has to do. See, if I don't say much, then I don't have these issues. That's true. You being quiet does help assist with that. So one of the things that we talked about in yesterday's episode of Hot News that I communicated incorrectly was with regards to DLSS 3.5. I just basically forgot to cover the fact that it can work on non-RTX 40 series cards, which is a big deal. So it's not actually built on RTX 3.0 because frame generation, which is like part of that, you can't do on the 30 series or prior. But if you have any RTX card, you can actually use the ray reconstruction in order to get that to happen. Okay. And also one of the things that's really tricky here is that Nvidia in their video specifically said that this is not meant to get you better FPS, but in all of their demonstrations, they showed it getting better FPS and I, just conflated the fact that DLSS 3.0, like it's, I don't like frame insertion at all. It's like, it makes the game worse. People called me out for that. Frame insertion is not necessary for ray reconstruction. I knew that, I didn't say it. I never communicated that information. And I just basically made it seem like it was an add-on, which it was wrong with me. I will say 3.5 is a weird name. It is. Because it makes it seem like you need three to get there and three is only supported. At least the frame insertion is only supported by. Well, the examples had it too. It's a complicated scenario where Nvidia's trying to have their cake and eat it too. But I also just failed to communicate information and we'll do better in the future. Oopsies. And Corsair is looking to do better by giving you a standing desk. This thing, I'm excited for it, but. But. What, what do you think I'm scared of? Everything. I don't know, it could be ter I don't know, even know what it looks like. Okay, well, we're we're gonna get into Platform 6, which is Corsair's standing desk setup. I'm scared In of the three price. Quarters. I'm gonna get, I'm scared of the price. This is a wide boy. What? The, that is wide. So it's a wide desk setup, but it has a modular rail system with a T-channel crossbar, side rails, a top-mounted rail. So you could have your desktop on it. You can have back pegboards. You can have all of your Elgato lights mounted to it, as well as your Elgato face cam and all of that. They show an example of having VESA arms actually physically attached to it, as you can see right there. And it basically can be shaped and shifted to whatever you want. And it's also a sit-stand desk. This thing looks incredible. Kyler, you want to come over here and look at it too? Yes. You, you need to see this. Picture one. Okay. Picture two. God, that pegboard's a part of it? No, but it can be. It has a rail system where you can mount stuff up top. Look at that. This is like all going to be integrated into it where you can like build it out to be your own. I like it a lot. I, like I am now scared of the price too. Okay. That thing's a thousand. They, have it, they haven't revealed it. 
That thing's easily a thousand dollars. I don't see it being cheaper, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I would gladly be proven wrong, but Q4 is when we're allegedly supposed to be getting it. Two thousand dollars. I think we're gonna see a lot of TikToks with this desk in it after it comes out. Absolutely. Yeah. You might even see a lot of UFD tech videos if uh, Corsair hits us up. Thanks, Corsair, for the birthday present in advance. Vanish. I'm excited for it. You know I, what? It, I'm actually so surprised by that. You know what you were also surprised by? Today's video sponsor. Today's episode of Breakfast is sponsored by Soylent. Now I've been enjoying Soylent since before they even approached us for a sponsorship, just because of how convenient and complete they are for my diet and my life. But additionally, we also brought it with us on a recent road trip to Canada and it helped us keep us out of those fast food stops while we were driving the 60 plus hours to get to Vancouver and actually saved us a lot of money, but Reese, more importantly, got to try it for the first time. You liked it, didn't you? Thank yeah. <laughs> yeah, Reese is a Soylent fan at this point. But for me, I'm a man who loves simple solutions to my daily needs, since I have a lot of big responsibilities that I'm constantly dealing with as part of the business and my personal life. And Soylent offers me a single meal in a bottle. No prep, no mess, no cleanup, and not even refrigeration in case I forget to put them in my fridge or in case you're traveling across the country. Thankfully, we did have refrigeration in the form of a cooler in the back of the truck, but but we got to experience cold soylent, which I personally prefer to room temperature. But most importantly of all this, it's not made from people. Although you can get soylent green mint chocolate, but thankfully it gives the nutrition that we all need with 28 vitamins and minerals, 20 grams of protein, and only one singular gram of sugar, meaning that we could actually stay properly nutritioned on the trip. And it's also delicious, smooth, creamy, has eight flavors to choose, with cafe mocha being my favorite. Reese, which one was yours? Vanilla. Reese liked the, that's why they're all gone. But it was also voted the best meal replacement in a survey of 40,000 consumers by Kantar Research. And the big thing for me is that it's made of US grown sustainable soy and not dairy, which I've had to completely eliminate from my diet recently due to health concerns. And I can't tell you how difficult it is to do road trips where you're like, is there dairy in this? What's going on? Replacing my meals with Soylent made sure that I wasn't actually struggling with that. Which is why when I was looking for a convenient, affordable, all-in-one protein drink that wasn't dairy-based, Soylent was the top of my list. We're here with the sponsorship now. It's exciting. And Soylent also gives back. They've donated nearly 6 million meals through their Soylent for Good programs in partnership with food banks, homeless shelters, hospitals, and dozens of incredible community organizations. And conveniently for you, dear viewer, the first 500 people to use the link in the description and code UFDTech30 will get 30% off their first order with Soylent. You can check out Soylent, enjoy the convenience, the affordability, the deliciousness, and the nutrition. Big thanks again to Soylent for sponsoring today's breakfast. Wasn't it delicious, Reese? Soylent was so good. Actually, I miss it. I, I'm sure you do, because it's all gone now. And you know what's coming? That's not going to be all gone. It's AMD's new GPUs. We finally know when they're going to announce the 7800 and 7700 GPUs that we're expecting later this week. So we're getting teasers from companies like PowerColor showing off new graphics cards that we're supposed to get. And Best Buy leaking info on the 7700 uh -oh. XT. I want you to guess the price on this bad boy. 7700, so it's the yeah. mid-tier one. Wrong, a thousand. Discounted to 880. It looks to be like it's a listing error. It's not going to cost that much, but it's kind of funny that they still did that. Uh, but now we know that on Friday, August 25th, tomorrow at 12 p.m., we should get some details. That's in Germany time. So check your local listings for when that's going to happen. Gamescom. Gamescom. There is a lot of good Gamescom announcements. I really like Cyberpunk 2.0. Mm -hmm. That looked exciting. A lot of people were very hyped on Alan Wake 2. Yeah, I, I'm more so excited for Alan Wake as a lover of the first game. I haven't played it. it was Is great. it worth it? Should I get into it? 
probably harder to play now. Didn't they remaster it? No idea. Pretty sure they did. Play the remaster. Okay. Yeah. Armor Core 6, we don't have this in the hot news doc at all. Uh, got reviews at 87 on Metacritic as of yeah. the time of filming. I've never played one, so I personally am like, okay. Kyler, any exciting Gamescom announcements for you? Genshin Impact update, and we got an update yesterday that AMD is going to be making the 7945HX3D CPU in laptops, and Asus is the one who's partnering with them to get it done. Turns out we figured out how they're doing liquid metal. There's a teardown of this laptop over on Billy Billy from somebody who got to tear it down and see what's under the hood, and they have this like little rubberized little situation over it because of the chiplet design of the CPU. You can't just put liquid metal on it because it'll short out all of the other contacts and make oh. it bad. So they had to develop this little condom situation to make sure that the gallium doesn't go everywhere. CPU condoms. CPU condoms, who knew? And with that being said, you said it, not me. At least I'm not in trouble for that one. It's deals time. Deals. Ow, my toe. Oh, I rolled on my toe. I've done that. And my heel. All right, deals. Deals. He's in pain. But first up, we have this really budget Johnsbo CR1400 RGB CPU air cooler with the white edition currently going for only $21.55, making it $14.44 off. That's a good deal. But then if you want to jump things up a little bit, you can grab the Deepcool AK620 CPU air cooler. This beefy boy is going for only $51.00. 19 cents, making it $13.80 off. That's another good deal. And then something that's coming in even cheaper than that CPU air cooler is this Gigabyte A520M S2H Micro ATX AM4 motherboard, which is going for only $49.99, making it $33 off. Wow, so good deals. And with that, the deals are done. I'm gonna roll over this guy's toes again. Oh, please don't. It hurts so bad. Oh, Reese, you know what's a bad deal? Trying to order a monitor from a company with a bad history of actually delivering on their promises and then never getting anything, and now having to request a refund in order to move forward on it. Yeah, I, I tend to avoid that. So do you remember the monitor company Eve? Yes. Chance? Did you know I, that they renamed themselves? No, I did not uh, know that. Get, allegedly to get away from all of the bad press that they were receiving for not delivering on their products or their timelines that they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, uh, they pitched us an offer back in 2020? I do remember this. And it was just the most horribly timed situation. It was, they wanted us to promote their monitors and I was like, no, thank you. Especially not how you want to go about it. Anyways, turns out that might've been the right call because they are allegedly issuing refunds to everybody who wants one, who purchased one of their monitors or pre-ordered one of them, saying that they're glad to get their negative brand perception out of the way. So they tried to get rid of it by changing from Eve to Doe. They changed their name from Eve to Doe. And now they have a customer issue resolution form where you can submit for refunds and Doe is telling The Verge that they've had 25,000 refunds issued so far with 2% outstanding. So they're trying to get through that. And all of this is tied to the fact that they have just a very sordid history of not really delivering uh, yeah. on what customers expected. So from just not getting refunds to customers on time, reports being that the monitor sucks, or just some people allegedly, according to their accusations, got scammed by the company. Just not good brand perception in the first place. And now they're trying to do that, saying that now that they're in a better situation, we would like to take care of the remaining reputation issues. So if you tried to purchase from them, check the link in the video description 
description, get it sorted for yourself. I won't touch this company with the 10 foot pole. I thought their monitors looked cool, but that was about it. So part of that was that they were quoting specs that weren't physically capable of coming out oh, because yeah. it's still, like they're still using LG panels. We still looked at this and went, what? It was a whole situation back in the day. Let me know if you've ever had an Eve monitor, a Doe monitor. You tried to buy it. You tried to work with them. How did you situate it? want to hear from you down below in the comments. Speaking of another company that doesn't deliver on time, <laughs> Cybertruck. Elon got the rided one saying that he rode in a production candidate Cybertruck at Tesla Giga Texas. And all I can think of is what he looks like on the inside. I, I just like... <laughs> I wasn't ready for the Elon Musk jump scare. <laughs> it's such a... We'll see what price point it comes in at or if it ever actually does get released, which is something people want for SteamOS to come to desktop. Valve to release that so gamers can just mm -hmm. have the simplicity of game. Honestly, I would really love it. But we have to deal with little uh, secondary versions of it, like Bazite, a new SteamOS clone that has come out, which is not using Arch Linux. It uses a modified version of Fedora, but it's supposed to have a desktop version of SteamOS where it basically shows it, it looks roughly the same, same Nebula design, uh, but so it does weird things like it's on Fedora, so it can support NVIDIA GPUs, but then it has to like emulate how Arch Linux does uh, the Proton compatibility layer. I don't know what the performance is like. This is also like super deep down the Linux rabbit hole. Too, too far for me to actually want to tread there myself. Yeah, speaking of not wanting to tread places. Oh man, Sony. I, we got to talk about the PlayStation Portal. Not portable, portal, which I think is a great name, right? In you, all fairness, yeah. the name kind of rocks. It's a PSP2, essentially, except for you can't play anything locally on the device. You have to stream it from the PlayStation. We knew about this. It was called mm -hmm. Project Q, but now we have the price and the relative release date. This bad boy's gonna come in at $200, which if you consider their PlayStation controllers cost 70 bucks by themselves. Yeah. It's $130 for the screen and everything to do that. But there are some major caveats that we need to be aware of that just baffle me and like just firmly pigeonhole the console experience as being way more complicated than it needs to be. So this thing is targeting 1080p 60 FPS gameplay where it will stream via Wi-Fi to your actual PlayStation Portal device. Now, the thing that I still can't get clarity on, and I tried to look at a bunch of different sources, is whether or not it the Wi-Fi connection is from the Portal to the PS5, or is it going via your router? Because if it goes via your router, why not just use Remote Play or some other situation? Obviously, uh, having a dedicated device works, but I, I think it needs to have a direct connection and that gets even more tricky once we get into the audio side of things. Mm -hmm. So it's an eight inch LCD screen. They're targeting seven to nine hours of actual runtime, saying that it will connect remotely to your PS5 over Wi-Fi, and you'll be able to swiftly jump from playing on your PS5 to your PlayStation portal. It'll have all of the details that you get with the PlayStation DualSense controller, like the adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, and all of that good stuff. And additionally, you can do music and all of that because it's basically just streaming your ps5 yeah the only thing it can't do is do streaming from the cloud which actually makes me think that it's not going over the router it's doing a direct connection which is why i can't do it so you can't do the playstation plus premium if you're running it on their cloud hardware to your ps5 it doesn't work for the portal this thing is now so confusing it is very confusing so it's not set up for cloud gaming yet 
maybe, I don't know. They, they were very clear that it didn't work. IGN got a hands-on with it, saying that it feels really great to play on. It was a good experience for them, which is exciting. And we're supposed to get it sometime in November, which $200 is cheaper than I thought it was gonna come yeah. in at. I was thinking $300. Minimum. Personally, I thought it was gonna be above that. There was no way to justify it. Yeah. But $200, I can see like, there's a little bit of like, this isn't that bad, but it gets worse when you consider oh, the man. audio situation. Are you ready oh, for this? Oh man. So it does have a three and a half mil port for a headphone jack which is good. But in case you want to do any sort of wireless audio, which just, I do. just like PlayStation and kind of what Nintendo did with the Switch, it doesn't support Bluetooth. So instead, Sony developed a new technology, according to them, called PlayStation Link that allows for wireless lossless audio and low latency performance. And you get these wireless earbuds that cost $200. The, the same, same amount as the device. Yeah. <laughs> And guess what? It has to connect over a USB dongle, but they're saying that these are the first mass consumer devices using planar magnetic driver technology, which is a good buzzword, but both the Pulse Elite, which got announced as well, and the Pulse Explorer wireless earbuds, you have to connect via the USB adapter to your PlayStation. Now this does, I actually can understand a little bit here. So the, the idea that I'm thinking in my head, PlayStation 5 running video game. Yes, mm -hmm. direct Wi-Fi connection to PlayStation portal. Getting a three and a half mil plugged in means that it's like instant from the portal to your ears. Yeah. But if you try to do Bluetooth, you're adding an extra little bit of latency from the portal to your earballs. And playing on Bluetooth already is adding your typical latency, which can throw you off in competitive right. games. Right, but it's not Bluetooth from the PS5, yeah. it's Bluetooth from the portal. So it creates a weird situation where it's having the USB adapter plugged into the PS5 means that the audio is being streamed directly to your ears, but it can't use Bluetooth because it actually has to figure out how to sync the latency between what's playing on the screen and what's going into your ear canals. And the Wi-Fi connection is going to be different than the audio connection. So I wonder if there's mm. some processing going on behind the scenes to make sure that the Wi-Fi signal and the audio signal don't get convoluted at all. PlayStation Link. PlayStation Link. What is I it just, doing? I, it's costing a lot of money is yeah. what it's doing. But I just, I can kind of get behind the PlayStation Portal at $200. I can't get behind the PlayStation Explorer at $200 for the audio. I just... I'm out on that one. Uh, I want to play PlayStation games, but not like that. Give me a pair of wired earbuds straight to I'm gonna have to. else. That's yeah. the only way I'm doing it. Any other comments, Reese? Why? Happy birthday, Kyler! <laughs> See you tomorrow for the last episode of the week.